from the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. I love her and I can never leave her lonely. Ring, ring on the iPhone. That was my homie. He told me you can make it out to L.A. and you find a place to stay. We can make a little breast of what you're thinking. I think that sounds like a plan. Never buy spirit when you hopping on a plane. Dang, all I need is one chance like Biggie to make it. And if I do, I'll bring my whole city with me. It's a week of Friday, November 10th, 2017, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffles. It is nice to see you, Cameron. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. There are a couple of other people in the studio, which maybe it'll come up later on the show. But only one is your brother. And it's that is true. That's true. Right. It's true. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello. Hello. Nice pop filter. <laughs> that pop filter sounds great. Oh, and joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Uh, Merry Christmas. It's nice to oh, be here. Oh, it's, it's the um, holiday Monday, season. Rel- um, the Christmas season. Officially. I prefer happy holidays. Well, there's many. We're straddling several holidays right now, so it would be very kind of you to say happy holidays. Guys, around the table, is it appropriate to go ahead and start decorating now that we're a week into November? Thoughts. No, because no. I did, I'd never put up a Christmas light in my own house and my own property in my life. If a wife, I didn't have a family, I don't know that I'd even do a Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, oh, no, no, this no, no. year, I'm going to embrace See, it. See, this is what, you know, we, we long-time listeners know we've had an Ask Science Mike button. This is when we need an Ask Shauna button. Yeah, right. Because, uh, yeah. because there's an actual answer here, but I feel like it would bring more authority coming from her. Hey, before we move the show along uh, and do, uh, uh, in case you missed it, uh, I wanted to tell you a little behind the scenes thing. There's a lot of people joining the relevant crew right now. We're, we're expanding and there's every week there's like new faces. We're doing name tags and meet and greets. It's uh, it's a whole thing. And uh, sitting in on this in the studio today is, is our new managing editor. And I wanted to introduce him. Uh, it's Andre Henry. Welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks. He's, Andre uh, he's, Henry. He's sitting in on on the show today. Uh, now, let me. Can I, so I'm putting him on the spot. He wasn't planning no. on being on the on the mic. And I have to interrupt this for a second because I did not know that there's a new managing editor coming. There was probably some email. Of course, I did not check that. Maybe you told me and I forgot. But I'm just walking down the hall towards the studio a new guy, and I was like, "Hey, have we met before?" It's like, no. Who are you? And he's the new managing editor. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very exciting time. Andre just moved here from L.A. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're very cool. Have you always been cool? <laughs> no. <laughs> really? When did you start to kind of realize you were sort of cool? Because you wear like cool bracelets and cool jackets and things. Have you always had a sense of style? No, I did not. Actually, really? That was How did like, it kick in? Um, being made fun of. Oh, no. Oh, By you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, That's a good like, motivation. Was, wait, how old were you when, when this... Let's dive into this. This oh, is fun. This is, yeah. this is going to be like, this is a terrible story. Like, no, this tell is us. Like, no, I want to know. Now you like, if you're, are you okay sharing it with us like, and 300,000 people? I'm okay sharing people? it, but I think all of you are going to be really sad after I tell this story. Oh, well, like, most okay. of us on the podcast have no feelings, so you can just move on. <laughs> our, feel, our feelings eroded long ago. Huh? Yeah. Okay, I think there, there are two things that uh, made me start like really paying attention to the way that I dress. Okay. The first was in college, one of the administrators at my school sat me down no. and told me no. that I smelt bad, what? Mm. that I was boring, and that I did not dress well. well and that moment changed my life. And that's at a Christian university. That is at a Christian university. That is... And that is, on, and that is only 50% of the event that made me start changing... Uh, that really uh, changed my style forever. I am wow. in shock. The other 50% is probably just as bad. 
I cannot believe it. So what was he uh, did thinking? you did you leave Liberty at that point and go no. to a different school? Oh, no. So uh, Andre, the, the the thing that I mean, it's all super insulting. But but was he but, saying like you, you dress boring? No, I mean the boring comment was like what you see is what you get kind of thing. Like there's no depth to you kind of thing. <gasps> Oh, dress, oh my god! So on top of it, it was the you don't dress well. So it was like well, a, it was like a negative sandwich. Let oh, me, wow. Was he trying to encourage you to like dress for the job you want, not the job you have, good, sort of thing? Good question. No, this this it, is my coolest outfit that I own. Me. Period. And it's know, a black t-shirt. It's that a black I wear. t-shirt. It's oh, one I mean, of four and, black shirts. And I wear some nicely tailored dungarees. <laughs> Eddie's coolest shirt that he has says a breadcrumb and fish on it. <laughs> Science Mike and I have like randomly become friends via the internet, and one yes. of my favorite things is his fashion blog on Instagram. Like, he just gets yeah. on every day and goes, and today I wore a gray t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he is cool, and the clothing does not define doesn't that. doesn't matter yeah. at all. Yeah, I, one take time, that, Christian administrator. Yeah. One time, I, I, Andre, I too went to a Christian school, and I, for a, a, a degree requirement, had to anchor like the campus news for a brief time. And I was like, you know, one of the people that read the news on Jesse, a little TV these, news station. Do these tapes exist anywhere? Does your mom have a copy? I don't. I don't even think my parents know that I did that because it was so terrible. I mean, you could call. You could call the mass comm department at ORU. They they might be. I have no idea. Pause. I know. Pause. I pause, still pause, keep pause, pause, Jesse. Yeah. You can call anyone who's listening to the show. Yeah. He just gave you instructions. You can just call the mass comm department at ORU and get a hold of these tapes. Tapes they of might. young Jesse anchoring the news. Yeah. I, What's my relevant email address? Eddie. At, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie at relevantmagazine.com. If I highly these, doubt they exist. I, I highly, highly doubt, doubt they, they do they too. Exist. But if but, they exist, Eddie so at relevantmagazine.com. So, there you go. So Cameron was familiar with my hair length at the time because it was uh, I, I did an internship around that time. At early two thousand shaggy. It would be, yeah. you know, you know, the look like that kind of mop haircut thing. But I was also a huge napper in college and many of my appearances was was minutes. I was in a deep sleep minutes after being uh, uh, before being on the air most of the time. Uh-huh. Like an alarm would was go it off like a morning dorm. show. No, it, it was, was in the afternoon. afternoon. It was in the oh, afternoon, okay. but I had about an hour gap between. That's just enough time for me to catch a snooze somewhere in a hidden nook of the building. Right. Anyway, so I would do it, and 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 I looked a little, I you know, probably not like a TV anchor should look. And so uh, I was walking, and and, a, and an administrator saw me. I'd never met this guy before, never seen him, but I guess he had seen the local the news. And he recognized me and he goes, hey, Ron Burgundy, it's time to cut your hair. And I was like, good one, man. That's a good one. And he goes, no, I'm serious. You're on the campus TV. You please cut your hair. And I was like, oh. Let let me just say, so you're a worship leader. You're on TV. So y'all are projecting the school's image. And you're, you know, I I get it now that he would. I get it. I get it. But 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 Andre, in your situation, it it deeply affected you. Mine, I went and took a nap. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, like it was one of two events. Like, so it, like yeah. the the it was a one-two punch. Yeah, Jesse's story was nowhere close to as awful as yours. No, like, Jesse no, no. probably it needed, wasn't at all. It wasn't. I'm just saying. All I'm, my whole point is Christian school administrators can evidently be catty. I'm not yes. making an equivalent here. I, yeah, if that yeah, definitely catty. Well. Anything else we should know about you? <laughs> hey, hey, Andre, I, real quick. I, yes. I've been, uh, Nathan and I have been, have been teasing out this segment that where we have different like authors, thinkers, and artists come on. And I downloaded an app 
that ask like interesting questions. It's called Get Grabbing, right? And okay. I was thinking about doing lightning rounds with, you know, different, different people. So not to do the average interview. Can I test a couple of these yeah, out on you? I've just picked up my phone. I, but this well, is a good trial. This run. is good because listeners are going to get to know Andre for a number of reasons. One, we're going to be spitting out a lot of video content and audio yeah. content moving forward. And Andre will be one of the main faces you'll see on our platform. So, uh, as that rolls out, it'll be good for you guys listening today to get, you know, know him more. Mm-hmm. You'll feel connected to him. So yeah, Jesse, why don't we do a quick lightning round of get to know Andre <laughs> uh, questions from your app? We- Okay, and mind you, this is a free app, and this is the second time this app has been open, and it appears to have categories, and I'm starting in the family fun category. Family fun. All right. Would you rather live in a treehouse or a boat? Oh, mm, treehouse. Really? Interesting. Huh. Black people don't like water. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I mean, like, we like to shower, but I mean, like, we don't like swimming stuff. Can I ask you a question? Well, the boat, you're not swimming. You're speaking in a pretty broad... could happen. It's true. (laughs) It's a pretty broad, like, brush there. Are we okay saying that? Yeah, it is. Well, we can say, I could say, you know, white people do blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you wouldn't be be right. I would speak for, I could, there are very white things. Oh, yeah. I could say, you know, white people, we're like this. So for all the people who who like will take that very literally hopefully they don't exist but if you like no black people like getting in water we're, we're talking a nice majority yeah i mean of black people you're saying do not like water he wants to live in a treehouse that's are, all we're saying there are some stereotypes about black people that i fit and not swimming is one of them <laughs> there you go. So, welcome to florida yeah welcome. and also welcome to a conversation that none of us can really yeah. be a yeah. part of like, thanks, thanks for, your words. Thanks for <laughs> debating him on that by the way Eddie. Yeah. That was, i'm like hold on yeah. Let's have some what? real talks about race, you and me. <laughs> right away. Right away. Let me yeah. teach you something about black people. <laughs> but Andre, you got to understand, something you may not know, actually. <laughs> Eddie's real talks about race should be a segment, and most of it's the debating things as no, substantive race. as whether he thinks most black people would rather live in a treehouse or a boat. So. <laughs> Andre, what did you want to be when you when you grew, grow the, up? The first like, thing you I ever wanted to be was a fireman. Okay. Oh, oh our yeah. office is directly across from a fire station. Yeah, I've given so, up on that dream. Oh, okay. Well, but, okay. But that was the first thing I ever wanted to do. Okay. Okay. A good little traditional little boy dream. Yeah. Good one. I mean, I thought there were only three jobs in the world. Like, right. you're a fireman, a police Policeman officer, or, or an a astronaut. doctor or something like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Then okay, I definitely what, choose fireman. Then I discovered Bob Marley got paid for making music and my life changed like, forever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Game no, changer. <laughs> Andre, would you rather be the fastest person you know or the strongest person you know? Strongest. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Ripping a phone book in half? That's the coolest. Like the power team. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Think of how many souls you'd save for Jesus if you were able to rip phone books in half. All the high school gymnasiums would be packed. I'm already broken. Yeah, because you know how impressed it is when a guy can run fast? Not that impressive because you just look like a guy running. Like, if I saw a guy and he's not next to other guys running, and he's just like, it's like, I got nothing to compare it to. It's like, I mean, I guess that's fast. I mean, it's like a human running. But if you're lifting up, if you're tearing a phone book, I know I can't do that. But otherwise, I'm like, that seems fast, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But the other thing, too, is I always picture myself being able to run as fast as anyone. Like, when I watch the Olympics, I'm like, 
on a good day, if I'm loose, I can run that fast. I can, you know, yeah, but I never totally think that about the power lifter. Yeah, that's true. I never think. But when I any race I watch, it was like if it wasn't the hurdles, I could probably do that event. I mean, I'm, <laughs> all right, what's the next one? What's the worst punishment you've ever gotten? Oh Lord, no, that's a hard one. Well, I mean, that's not a hard one. I just don't know if we want to talk uh, about it. Oh, <laughs> you, know, wow. you know, like, oh, no, okay. Well, we can skip. Okay, you can I, get. A I pass can talk about the want. most creative punishment. Okay, like you had mom. to run really fast for hours. Okay, <laughs> I had to run really fast for hours. <laughs> no, I mean that's like. Well, which? What was the? What was the most painful thing you ever gotten beaten with? Is actually what that question is. But for real, me too. Yeah, you my know, mom. Like, uh, when when uh, Chandler was a little kid. Uh, he was into like armor and stuff, and he had one of these big plastic swords, oh, yeah. like yes. like one of those like this is a wild one, whatever the sword of the shield. Yeah, all yeah, stuff. He had all that stuff. Right, right. And I mouthed off to my mom. I was back in the laundry room, and she blocked the hallway, and she grabbed whatever she could, and she grabbed that yeah. sword. Yeah, and I like tried to run by her. And I'm like in high school and she just whacks me so hard with that sword that it shattered all over my my body. Yeah. But that wasn't even the worst beating I got. I mean, I've, I mean, you know, my, my Southern family, you, you get, you get beat. Yeah. I mean, it's just just whatever's close. Let's let's just hop in here for a second. (laughs) No, no, you, no, you don't. No, you don't. I can handle. I can handle all this. No, you don't get beat. Not only is it a Southern family, but like probably uh, uh, us and a lot of our listeners, they grew up in a time in the church where if your parents actually the closest object to them was a real sword that was kept <laughs> that on was... hand for spiritual warfare <laughs> demonstration purposes, that wouldn't be shocking either. Good. So you're lucky it wasn't an actual sword they had sitting. Yeah, I by. think the I think the most random thing my sweet mother ever grabbed because she was like the sweetest person in the world was a plunger that was like the, uh-huh. the oh, weirdest hard. thing yeah. i ever got so what end did you get hit with yeah that's important i i feel like it was the suction end <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is gross i gotta be honest that doesn't sound that bad it's not yucky. painful but it's kind of kind of rubbery but it's disgusting it was not for i'm like she didn't foresee herself ever hitting me with the plunger so right. i mean you know yeah. it was just like yeah. dear lord you, your parents didn't spank you? No. No But that explains why I'm such a, I mean, guess I'm such a terrible person. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Had I learned a little discipline and maybe gotten beaten, I wouldn't have yeah. you know, been a little bit more afraid. The most creative, though, was my mom told me I couldn't write songs for a week. Like, she, oh, wow. she, she, was, she oh, was like, wow. no writing songs. And I, would, uh, I just little, went back to my room like, yeah, that's not my mom, my mom, she know. My mom would, <laughs> yeah. make, would put me on TV restriction. Yeah, and, like, restriction. And, and, like, I couldn't watch Webster. And that really, That's oh, messed wow. up. that crushed me. Yeah. Because that was my favorite show. And I, she would put Crush. me on Webster restriction. My heart hurts so bad for you. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Hey, uh, Andre, you just gave me a really devious idea. If I could go back in time, I would act like all the time, like when we're watching TV or hanging out as a family or driving in the car, act like I'm doing really complicated math problems because I love them. <laughs> because I hate math. And I would just be like writing random numbers. And, and, like, no and then when I get in trouble, she's like, no math for a week. You know, sucker. It's hook, line, and sinker, mom. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna raise the type of kid who goes to college with unkept hair and takes a lot of naps. So, okay, Andre, uh, hang on. I just realized it's gonna. I can't. This is like I said. This is a free app. I just came to the point in these questions where I realized they ran out of ideas. I got to read at least the next two because it's clear the writers of this app ran out of ideas at this point. Hey, Andre, yeah. <laughs> these are terrible questions. <laughs> what? Well, uh, who 
didn't even think of this. What would it be like to have magnetic fingertips? It's not even a question about you. No, it's yeah. like, what would it be like in general? Like if a if a man? Or like, I, I think oh, yeah. there was probably some substances oh, being yeah. uh, partook in yeah. the late night they writing just, session. They just left. They went outside. Yeah. But, wait, nice, but wait for the next one. Wait for the next one. Could you use? Wouldn't it be nuts to have like fingers and stuff? Could you use your cell phone if you had magnetic fingertips? No, it would ruin your phone. It would ruin your phone. You wouldn't be able to handle tape. So it would be hell. It would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's the next. Here's the next one they came after. They came up with after that singer. It's actually a yes or no, which seems like a terrible idea, (laughs) and it's a terrible yes or no question. Do you think it would be fun to have a tail? (laughs) (laughs) At this point, they're doing peyote at Joshua Tree and and just like tails. Like all of us have tails already. This is is the official app of Burning Man. I hope that your (laughs) app like has like way to actually discuss this question because I'm, I'm not even yes or no. I'm well, like, but wait, I want to know about what kind of yeah. tail. What? <laughs> I'm just thinking like, why would anybody say yes? Why would anybody want a tail? <laughs> is it a long tail? Yeah, why is would it, you want a is tail? It, is it fur? It could be a is tail that like has utility. Yes. Why would you want one? Like your life is completely the same but that I don't know I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> I tested this because I was thinking about playing this game with like N.T. Wright but actually I'm pretty sure if N.T. Wright came on here and we asked him if you think it'd be fun to have a tail that's a podcast people want to hear so Chandler, let's book N.T. Wright and make sure I bookmark this tail question I'm interested on his it take, might be so. easier to balance in general if you had a tail that's true that's true. I could swat flies away from my hind quarters. Or like you could like, lean on it like a like a cane. <laughs> you could like lean on it. You always have like an easel or yeah, a step. You know, you just lean back. Um, Andres, uh, good to get to know you, and yes. I'm excited for people to start to see the stuff that you're gonna that we're gonna create together. And uh, I'm glad you're on the team. Welcome. Yeah, glad to be here. All right, uh, moving the show along. It is time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for in case you missed it. Well, before we get into the entertainment and culture stuff, obviously our our thoughts and prayers are with the people of um, Texas and Sutherland Springs specifically yeah. after that tragedy that happened on Sunday um, in the church. I just feel like every week there's just another horrific event that if we don't acknowledge it, you know, it would be yeah. um, you know thoughtless of us. So yeah, and if if anybody has been, I mean, I know Tyler, you've been, you and I have been pretty uh, vocal on Twitter and stuff and talking about this idea of our thoughts and prayers enough. But I, I just like, I do think it's really important for people to know. Well, I do think it's important for us to be praying for the families that were affected. They had like half of their church mm-hmm. killed. I mean, it was a, like, not that it's, yeah. it's just, there's just so many yeah. layers to why it's awful, yeah. but that's just like, it was a small church where everybody knew each other yeah. and in a small city and children were killed. And it's just like, we are just praying for God's mercy in the midst of unspeakable, horrific tragedy. On We're NPR, really sorry. On NPR, there was a reporter who, uh, from San, Anto- uh, San Antonio uh, NPR station who kind of gave a report of the area. And he said, you know, just talking to the people of that town, so many of them, you know, living in a rural environment felt like all the tragedies happening in the world were like big city problems. And like they yeah. were almost insulated from it. Yeah. And he said the thing that, is so, you know, like you can't ever like you can't go back and like, yeah. like the, like the safety and the, you know, that innocence of small town America is like forever gone now, especially yeah. for the people who live in that area. Well, and I will also say like 
for me personally, it was a little weird because this was the first one that I found myself being desensitized to. Like I was like, huh, wow, that's a bummer. And then I, I like, I thought, no, 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 you, you got to lean into this. This can't be normal. Yeah. Even yeah. though it is normal, you can like, I can't treat this as normal. I need to really, so I like really dug in and watched the news and read the stories and made, because wherever we land on this and whatever con- the conversation is we're going to have, and I know we can talk about this uh, like on different forums, but we, this can't just be normal. No, we, this yeah. just can't be okay. Right. It was crazy. I was like watching the news at the end of the, the newscast that day. And there, I was assuming that I was going to catch the last half of the news and there'd be commentary. And they were just doing like an alligator was found. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, no it's way. like, Oh, I see. I mm. see. This is, this mm. is just the first five minutes of the newscast. And so we got to lean in and make sure this does not become normal. Right. And it is not. And we're really sorry. Yeah. It's one. I, I, I you know, I, my son who's four has recent like he came home the other day and he's like oh, man um hey dad uh it's really good that nobody died today and i was yeah. like oh why why would you say that he's like well the flag was at the top of the pole and cuz he's come to know that when they put the wow. flag at half mast it's because of a national mm. tragedy and right. it's one of those things where it happens so frequently that a child recognizes it and i think oh, yeah. It's one of those things for Christians, we need to stay vigilant and we need to stay active and we need to make sure that we're taking actions that we think can prevent these types of things from happening. And it's uh, it's devastating. And yeah, like you said, Eddie, Eugene Cho tweeted something this morning yeah. about we can't make this normal. We cannot allow this uh, ourselves to just accept the fact that this is now a part of daily regular life we have to do something and we have to get active whether that means uh you know for some people politically for some people uh you know helping whether it's with mental health (coughs) activism we have to be um we have to be active we have to be aware and we we can't allow it to ever it always has to be uncomfortable and it always has to hurt well you know i'm moving the segment along i just want y'all to know a little behind the scenes normally we we record mid to late in the week and this week we're recording on monday so this is the day right after the tragedy uh we're recording on monday because i'm actually going to be in la on tuesday and wednesday and that messes up the schedule so if there's other news that happens or there's yeah. other things, just give us some grace. Yeah, so this, we're recording at the wrong wrong spot and, this yeah. week. And so. like Eddie said, we're making a, a, you know, I was emailing with Andre and the team, you know, we were emailing last night about some, you know, making sure that we have coverage. And so, you know, stay tuned to the site for more. And yeah, it's kind of an awkward time for us to record, given that you won't hear it for days after this is done, but. All right. Well, in case you missed it, uh, this week, Denzel Washington said he's given up drinking. Yes. To focus on God. This is an interesting doing, story. Yeah. yeah the, the actor was doing an interview hmm. uh, about his new drama, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Yeah, I saw the preview for that. Yeah. It looks good. When the interview uh, with a Christian Post reporter suddenly turned to his faith and trying to reach millennials, the 62 year old actor said, My mother said to me when I was 59, she said, Denzel, you do a lot of good. Uh, you have to do good the right way, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't drink anymore. I don't do any of those things. I'm all about the message. You have to be unafraid and unashamed to share it in the way your millennial generation knows how. He said that social media and technology trends have recently taken some darker, more negative directions, but it's important to recognize their effects on us and use them for good. 
He said, we better understand that we are addicted to this. Uh, he said, holding up a phone. It's not its fault. It's a magnification and a reflection of our own free will. I pray for your generation. What an opportunity you have. Don't be depressed by it because we have to go through this. We're here now. You can't put that thing back in the box. And then he went on to talk about how great it'd be to have metal fingertips. <laughs> He's like, if this generation only had magnetic fingertips, we wouldn't fall into the trap of social right. media. And yeah. he had a brand new app that he was trying pretty hard to promote. Though he hadn't put a lot of time into yeah. it. Yeah. Then he asked the reporter, he said, what's one random question? The reporter was like, uh, you think it'd be cool to have a tail? And he's like, that's brilliant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's workshop that. Hey, in case you missed it, Kendrick Lamar preached his own version of the Beatitudes on the new U2 track. Uh, so U2 released a track, Get Out of Your Way, off their upcoming album, Songs of Experience, last week. And it featured another collaboration with the acclaimed rapper, you uh, two previously appeared on Kendrick's song XXX. Um, at the end of the song, Kendrick preaches a tongue-in-cheek take on Jesus's beatitudes, pointing out the hypocrisies of modern cultural values with lines like "Blessed are the arrogant, for there is for theirs is the kingdom of their own company." Here's a clip. Blessed are the arrogant, for there's the kingdom of their own company. Blessed are the superstars. For the magnificence in their light, we understand better our own insignificance. Blessed are the filthy rich, for you can only truly own what you give away, like your pain. So when Kendrick makes up Bible stuff, it's awesome. When I do it, I get emails. Right. <laughs> I I love Kendrick. Yes. But man, I'm, I'm not feeling that new U2 song. It makes me sad. Yeah. About well, you don't have to worry about it. Kendrick's still Kendrick, even though he yeah. appeared with you. Too. They, they, there's some Just, affection between them, though. Like Kendrick, uh, uh, like, I, again, I think Kendrick is progressive and arguably one of the most important artists making music today. And I think U2's days are <laughs> long, their best days are long behind them. They so put it on is a great show, but they were wise in doing the Joshua Tree tour this past yeah, year versus yeah, you know yeah. new stuff. People are interested in you two for what they did, not what they are doing. Where it's the oh. exact opposite with Kendrick. Interesting. Real interesting. Hey, in case you missed it this week, several high-profile NFL owners are being deposed in the Colin Kaepernick collusion case. The former 49ers quarterback and current NFL free agent recently filed a grievance against the NFL, claiming that teams were colluding against him to prevent him from signing with a team. Um, you know, obviously, he was the one who started the kneeling protests and stuff, and so he feels like he's been blacklisted. Uh, if it can be proven true, it would be a violation of the league's collective bargaining agreement. Now, several of the league's biggest names are being forced to hand over emails, text messages, and information related to Kaepernick. Oh, wow. Among those being deposed are Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, Patriots owner Robert Kraft, Texans owner Bob McNair, who's nobody's a fan of right now, yeah. uh, Seahawks owner Paul Allen, and Seahawks coach Pete Carroll. Carroll notably worked out Kaepernick over the summer and said he believes he is a starter in this league. Ultimately, the team didn't sign him. Um, this is going to get interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there if there are if there's a written exchange between Paul Allen or any of those guys, but particularly Pete Carroll, who did a workout with um, <clears throat> Kaepernick to, as a backup, as a viable backup for Russell Wilson. But if it comes out that uh, uh, the the team owner didn't want to sign him because he was afraid of the you protests, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that is collusion. And if some of these owners are all texting and emailing about it, Kaepernick could be uh, not only could he be signed, but he could also win quite a settlement if they they can prove lost wages and, and good for him because he's, he's I don't feel like he's just doing this to try to work again. He's trying to expose 
what is looks to be like potentially corruption at the highest levels of the <laughs> national football uh, uh, racial bias. I think it, history is going to look back very favorably on Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Oh, yes. And it's getting harder and harder to watch and support the NFL. And I hate saying that because it's like fun to watch football, but it is just turning into like morally objectionable to this. I mean, we're rearing into the relevant is doing a sports podcast territory. This is a hot take that Jesse had. Yeah, this Jesse, week. Yeah. Jesse and uh, Sam Macho. And yeah, I mean, Steve hey, uh, not to not to plug in Eddie, but it's the headline <laughs> making. Uh, they actually the Chicago Tribune did uh, a write up about the last episode of the show uh, related to this uh, issue. Sam and I's comments about uh, Bob McNair and, and his comments. And and remember, like wow. the morally objectionable part of the NFL. I mean, there, there are lots of things to be concerned about. But what you're referencing here, Eddie, remember, it's at the top. Remember, this is players versus owners. So if you're choosing to boycott the league, or, or not watch football. Obviously, that's your right as as a fan and a TV viewer. But remember, it, it, you know the players are the ones out there on the field. The players are the ones who have decided to take the platform that they've been given and use it to expose injustice. So it, it's not as it's not as uh, black and white as something as I'm going to boycott because I think what the owners are doing a morally objectionable. You know, what you could do you could just buy Pizza Hut instead of Papa John's. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but it's up, also guys. it's also not. It's also not just this. It's also all of the like how they treat the health issues of right. players and stuff. Right. I'm not saying yeah. I'm out. I'm just saying like no, you're the, right. The you're shine right. is definitely off the NFL. 100%. It's back to like it's back to like getting into the NBA again or trying. Yes, I'm back. In case you missed it, Boney Bear's Justin Vernon surprised a fan with a private performance, and it was incredible. <laughs> As part of the new one to one video series, hand selected fans are chosen to be an audience of one for a performance of their favorite band. The entire thing is a surprise to the fan who's selected from a music festival audience and is blindfolded and put into a room. Once there, the fan is treated to a private mini concert by one of their favorite artists. Uh, Justin Vernon played the song Boney Bear 8 Circle, and it was awesome. Here's a clip. I was and Robin have to crawl, still can stop me. Along the fans, one more time, just pass me, baby. I'm gonna make it happen. That would be my hell. I would. That would be so awkward. Super comfortable. Plus, the moment someone says, "Hey, let me blindfold you and take you to a room," is the moment I begin hitting and swinging, using emergency words, fighting, (laughs) doing whatever I have to do. And then take the blindfold off, and like Drake is standing there to like rap at me. No, thank you. Like hello. You know, like yeah. This this would (laughs) not be. Who is it more comfortable? Who is it more uncomfortable for the artist or the person? Because and where and like because the I feel like at least the artist you have like is with Justin Verdon. He's playing an acoustic guitar so he can at least look down at his fingers if you're the person where are you looking right. the only place to look is right in their eyes Cameron I know that anyone that we're, we've, we're in music journalism right yeah. anyone that has done this job long enough has ended up in a situation where they're in a closed confined space with an artist and they're like hey man you gotta hear my new track yeah. and they yeah. put it on and so you're sitting like on a couch together or you're sitting in like a closed office together and they put it on and you suddenly be, become aware instantly 
Am I looking at them in the eyes while this song is playing? Am I staring blankly into a wall? There's no good place to look because they're looking at you. Yeah, I've been you in know? this situation way too many times. Here's what you do. You got to kind of look down at the table yeah. as though you're really intently listening. Right. Almost half the, half the song, <laughs> oh. your eyes are even closed. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. And they're like, oh, he's really <laughs> into it. Right. And then like you look up at the end and be like, oh man, that was amazing. Yep. Good, thank yep. you so much. Right. So yeah. you know the whole time they're staring at your face looking oh, for absolutely. the slightest but, twitch. Right. You know? That's what I'm saying. But, but that's different from a concert because you have to be looking at him as he's playing the what you, song what at you. What are you doing these? I mean, really, like she's just, I saw the, <laughs> yeah, the, the picture. Like, it's just, they're just staring at each other. Oh, it's the worst. It's like, and, and what do you clap? Like clap during the song? Or you, you're kind of swaying along like Katy Perry's there doing swish swish and you're kind of just dancing along. Or what do you do? Is there, is there any I artist who would song. be good at it? Like, is there a musician who could really put you at ease and be like, hey, I know this is weird. We're, let's just get, we, we both, you have to be here. I have to be here. Let's just get through this. And it would be like, then you'd be like, oh, okay, I can deal with this for three or four songs. I got to say, I can answer you. I can answer okay. you too, Jesse. I'm sure we have the same answer. You want to just say it on three? One, One two, two, three. three. The Yanni. guy that plays saxophone without a saxophone. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey, your arms are pretty close. <laughs> Go back and listen if you guys don't hear that joke. It was great. Yeah. Almost the same answer. Uh, and lastly, in case you missed it, this week, Ben Affleck made a huge announcement. Uh, he announced that he would be following the footsteps of filmmaker Kevin Smith by donating all of his future residual checks from movies he made with Miramax and the Weinstein company because of the recent revelations of repeated sexual abuse by film mogul Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Affleck collaborated with the Weinstein affiliated companies for films, including Goodwill Hunting, Gone Baby Gone, and The Company Men. I mean, yeah. big films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he explained to a Fox 5 reporter in LA, I just didn't want to cash any more checks from the guy. Uh, it was Kevin's idea. I thought it was a good one, and I hope it catches on. Some people probably couldn't afford to give all those residuals way, but even if you're doing 10%, you know, that's something. The donations will go to an organization that supports independent film as well as the anti-sexual assault organization RAIN, R-A-I-N-N. Affleck himself recently issued an apology after actress Hillary Burton revealed that Affleck groped her during an appearance on MTV's TRL in 2003. Yes. My goodness. I mean, yeah, in similar news, Kevin Spacey will be in a charity golf tournament next weekend. Just, and now it's all okay. It's so weird. Well, I don't. I, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's okay, but I do think it's. No, I don't I think mean, it's, it's okay either. I think I was being sarcastic and it didn't work. Big time sarcastic. <laughs> I could see the look in his eyes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously you're being sarcastic, but I'm saying like he's he's giving money that he made with someone. It doesn't make in anything he's done better, and it doesn't mean that you know if you choose not to support his work anything anymore. Uh, that that isn't the right call, but it, I think the the idea of it, people that get residuals from movies that were made with Harvey Weinstein, uh, giving those away if they can do it is a positive thing. Yes, that is it a good sends thing. A, it sends a message, yes. you know, for sure. All right, well that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. I'm just sitting here remembering how your lips taste, and it's keeping me up at night. And it's keeping me up Another night, another stranger's door Hoping when it opens, I'll see you You're listening to Kygo. The song is I See You Featuring Billy Raffle You Billy Raffle At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Social Club Misfits with their new single, Say Goodbye That was a dope track 
Well, this week's Slices segment is brought to you by HelloFresh, a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. HelloFresh makes it easy to cook delicious balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. No more time-consuming meal planning or grocery shopping. You can enjoy not having to plan dinner, spending money on takeout for an easy night, or worry about gathering ingredients week after week. Uh, With HelloFresh, you can choose your delivery day for when it works best for your busy schedule, and you can even pause the account for weeks at a time when you're out of town. I actually did that. I went went and looked at my fall travel schedule, and I paused uh, a few weeks coming up because I wouldn't be there for the majority of the week, and I didn't want to, you know, waste the the meals. It's a good feature. All all the ingredients... uh, all of HelloFresh's ingredients come in pre-measured uh, in handy labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. And it's delivered right to your door in recyclable insulated packaging. HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And there are three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. Right now, HelloFresh is offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash relevant and enter relevant 30. Uh, that is HelloFresh.com uh, slash relevant. And then enter offer code relevant30 to get $30 off your first meal. You'll like it. All right. It's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, we kind of teased this one a little bit. And in case you missed it, about a, a Twitter war that broke out this week between two very well-known pizza brands. The first one is a, a brand that had made uh, headlines for a, a really first what seems like incredibly stupid comments coming from uh, Papa John himself, the guy who owns Papa John's. Uh, they had their sales are down. Their stock has plummeted recently, and he's blaming it on uh, basically his implication was that it's because of the NFL protest and because the NFL owners aren't cracking down more, people aren't buying Papa John pizzas, yeah. which is absurd. Yeah, totally because, makes sense. Yeah, because Papa John's is evidently, if you were to ask me before this, who's the official pizza of the NFL? I would have <laughs> no, I could have blindly guessed, no, but I, any guess. I would have said Papa John's because of all the Peyton Manning commercials. I, I know it's Peyton Manning, but I, again, like I didn't know that that it was a league affiliation. I know there, I know Pop, I know that Peyton Manning is a spokesperson. But if Dan Marino showed up in pizza commercials, I wouldn't think no, that they Dan have Marino, any necessarily. Dan Marino is Nutrislim, Nutrisystem for men. But is Nutrislim or Nutrisystem the official uh, dietary meal replacement liquid of the NFL? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that. I wouldn't know. I mean, maybe they are. And the other thing is too. Even if they were, does anyone before they buy a product be like, hang on, is this the official pizza of the NFL? I think it's so <laughs> stupid, like the official sponsors. Oh, Michelin. Okay, this is the official tire of the NBA. I'm definitely buying that one because tires are somehow related to the sport I like. It's it's totally dumb, and it, 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 it was a really bad take, and it's cost them because their stock has dropped even more since they said it. But that's not the real story. The real story is how DiGiorno <laughs> poked them into a hilarious Twitter fight. It was only hilarious on one sided. It was hilarious on the DiGiorno's pizza side. So for those who don't know, DiGiorno is the the the, the frozen bacon at home pizzas, which are pretty cheap and they're not too bad. My only thing is with their slogan, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Yeah. Because you know how many people, how many families, uh, you know, the, someone has come out of the kitchen with a DiGiorno pizza and someone mistook it for a delivery? <laughs> Zero. It is literally never, literally, it is never 
never happen where someone be like, where'd you get this pizza delivered from? And they, oh, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. It has never happened in the history of DiGiorno's pizza. <laughs> right, because everybody's like, yeah, I know, because I heard the oven beep, and then you... I heard you, I, I heard you preheating the oven for like 25 minutes. I literally yeah. made one for Cohen <laughs> last night, and he was like, oh, it's not bad. Like, it's yeah, not right. bad, you know, like, yeah. he, he never would have thought this is, you know, right. Papa John's. And he knew nobody came to the door. He never heard a doorbell <laughs> ring. Like, yeah. he's a very smart child. <laughs> it's a, it's a bad him. slogan, but I, but I give it to them because they, because they, they didn't just go, they didn't just throw shade. They went cold. They went straight up mean. Their yeah. first tweet was a pizza, it was, the, was just emoticons, and it was a pizza one. It was a little pizza symbol with a stock symbol going up, and it said, us. And then it was one. <laughs> That said them. It was a pizza slice with a stock plumbing. Great and joke. It said them. Great joke. Then they go because they're going right for the jugular here. Yeah, this isn't yeah, playing yeah. around. This is like when you get like when you're joking around with a buddy about something and they get super personal instantly, and it's like, whoa, take a step back. You didn't have to say. <laughs> Tyler, you have to bring the family into it. Tyler, are you going to bring up what happened this week, or am I? What? What happened? What happened this week? Pretty rough conversation between two very, very well-known podcast celebrities. Really? Yes. On, tw- on Twitter? On Twitter. I, I don't even know about this. You're, bra- you're breaking Tyler, news. Tyler, you were right in the middle of it. It's me and Prop. I was... I was- Oh, I'm sorry, Eddie. That was so boring that I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shade being thrown back and forth between me and propaganda. About what? Uh, now I, I do remember. Oh, you're just likening yourself to DiGiorno and Papa I'm, John. I'm just being dumb. I wrote the best tweet of all time, uh-huh. and uh, Prop then began to tell me how not funny I was. And what, was uh, it the one where you, you didn't know the, the, the phrase yeah, I, I used I used a real minor version of a very popular phrase. It wasn't quite wrong. What was the phrase? Tyler, would you do this? Because I'm too embarrassed. I, no, this is all. You brought this up. Don't bring me into this. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want to be yeah, Eddie, time to own it. You, you interrupted my slice right when no, it's getting good. You, this oh, better be oh, good. Yeah, hold on. Let me pause and you let you finish your slice and then I'll bring his, it back up at the end. pizza slice. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. this, this is the pizza slice. Mm. Excellent joke, hmm. Dad. Uh, See, that's so, the sort of stuff that Eddie, I wish, was delivering on Twitter. <laughs> delivering? Like this pizza slice. Uh, okay. Right, the don't, joke don't I made was... I guess you could I guess you could say Tyrese has put himself between a rock the rock and a hard spot. Yeah, that's right. Where you know there's now a beef there's a re, there's a beef between oh, the rock right. and Tyrese. Now they've squashed it apparently right. and you chimed in with this right. timely between two, two the days rock and a hard spot. Right, which is not necessarily and typically it's a hard place and Tyler yeah. pointed that out yeah. and I owned up to that. And then that's when propaganda got in and said, you're so funny on the podcast, but as soon as you open Twitter, you're not funny. <gasps> that's, not really wow. that's just like, that that's is. like an administrator sitting really down mean. saying you smell and you're boring. That's him not going for the quality of your pizza. That's them going straight for your stock plummet right. and laughing about because, it. Because one, one, I reject the premise. I don't think I'm that funny on the show. Two, when I open up Twitter, he's wrong. I'm very funny. And I realize I messed up the metaphor, but it was still probably the greatest joke of this it, year. It would have been if you got if you got the, uh, the phrase I, right. Right. But I own we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Cameron. Right. <laughs> Anyhow, back to pizza. So, so once again, they got no reaction there. So then okay. they, they played off of Papa John's slogan, which, and they made it better pizza, better sales. Still nothing from, still nothing from Papa John. They're just trolling <laughs> Papa John. Then, then they did an emergency update. 
and it <laughs> they use every character left in the tweet to do nothing but stock plummeting emoticons to fill up oh the whole block goodness. over a hundred wow. just to go to wow. Papa John's into attempting to make a comeback, which they did <laughs> by changing their Twitter bio to so 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 Papa John's at this point hasn't tweeted any response, and everyone is retweeting DiGiorno's laughing about how savage they are, and this is Papa John's. Yeah response to briefly change their Twitter bio to the lamest insult ever. I don't even see how it's an insult. Here's what their Twitter bio said. Frozen pizza equal the equivalent of a participation trophy. Is that uh, even an insult? What, oh are, what are they gosh. trying to say there? Jeez. Like... They need, to, they need to hire. They need to hire Wendy's social media person yeah. or something. Burger King, like, or anybody. Yeah, anybody. 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 I mean, yeah. when you're Papa John's, you need to have a sense of humor about yourself. I mean, come on, Denny's. Oh, exactly. Their, their Twitter and, and, is and again, right. like, what's with it? What's with everyone dragging on participation trophies? Like, who cares? Some kids get trophies because they participated <laughs> in the league. That's not quite as big as the one of the kids who won. Who it, cares? And why is that equivalent of frozen pizza? What kind would, of insult is that? I would think people who are pizza fans would say that Papa John's is the equivalent of a participation trophy. I mean, it's just kind of like I'll take it if it's free, but it's not good. You know that one came from Papa John himself. Like, he was like, I got this one. He chased all the interns (laughs) away from the social media. It was like, leave it to a master. (laughs) Two minutes, he's like on his phone, and then he just slams it down, and he slides it over to the team's arm cross. (laughs) Peyton Manning immediately slaps him in the face and walks out of the room. I'm like, I'm done here. I do have a real question, though, about how it works within DiGiorno, because I, I think of like did, did the company already because it's a big company there's whole like they hire people to do yeah. social do they already have a plan in place that they're like if there's a moment to throw hardcore shade at these brands we're, we're pre-authorized or does somebody who's sitting there manning the twitter account go got it picks up the phone calls i, I think as a 24 year old whose job it is i i mean the power that the social media kid has at these corporations to boost the brand, the you know, like to to get ardent fans behind them. I mean, it's a lot of power, and there's a lot of like marketing strategies and all this stuff. And I think like they just kind of said they hired this 24 year old kid to like run the social media, and that kid is changing the game. But do you think that's and, really how it happens? Yeah, I don't think I don't because think this that, is like the public face. of That's them. what I'm saying. But like I don't think they see it like that. They see ad campaigns and all this other stuff, and social media is a side thing. Yeah, and wow. social. I just think they don't realize the power of social media, and I love it. I, I do too, but it and then you see like the positive impact that like the irreverent approach that Denny's and Wendy's yeah. and them have, and I guess the brands are just more loose with it now. They're like, okay, go for it, you know. Yeah, it's that's working, right. you know. It's yeah, working. that's how we got. That's how we got Spencer, the relevant media social media intern, my nephew, who's done a great job so far. He's just ready with all the clapbacks whenever Christianity Today comes out swinging. He's like, I got this one ready to go, guys. He's 12. <laughs> so, so the final one was uh, DiGiorno. Well, they've had a bunch since then, but my favorite was they put up a poll after all of this because first they said, talked about how their mentions were so up, so they're going to use the platform now. They put up a poll. What pizza are you getting this weekend? And the options were DiGiorno, 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 DiGiorno. DiGiorno won with 48% of the vote. So good job, DiGiorno. <laughs> good job, DiGiorno. There you go. And thank you, Spencer, for your hard work. And thank you for that pizza slice, And, and, and Papa John, thanks <clears throat> for the lame participation joke. Uh, real, real zinger you got there, guy. Real zinger. Uh, what do you have, Tyler? 
<laughs> okay, so uh, over in the uh, in the UK this week, the Google was uh, was flying ta- flying taking some pictures for Google Earth when they noticed a there was a, a cornfield out in the middle of England that had Sue the letters S U E Sue spelled out in um, what can only be described as like it's like five acres that somebody has um, has carved has like mowed Sue into this slot kind okay. of like the old you can imagine like the extraterrestrial symbols that we that made a craze like in yeah. the 60s like nobody knew what it was but the instead it's crops. just the letter Sue crop circle. Right. so yeah. So this part, it's Sue, and then it was the letter X after it. And this obviously spread a lot of like widespread, uh, what's going on? Who is Sue? Why is Sue's name written down in the, in the middle of a cornfield? Uh, are the aliens getting more intelligent? Is this a way they think that people communicate with each other? Or is this like a, somebody's like sign out like, like they're in love and they're hoping Sue sees this and just kind of like puts the message to get, puts the rest of it together on her own. Um, well, it turns out that the re- that there was a uh, explanation behind this that, to me, when I found out what really happened, it raises a lot more questions than answers. It turns out that, uh, according to the BBC, a farmer named Murray Graham created the message for his wife as a way of apologizing for being quote grumpy. His son George, said, yeah, his son George said, "I suppose Dad wanted to express his love in the most creative way he could." which in this case was writing Sue in a, into a cornfield. Um, a photo of the message then was posted to a Twitter page and it was shared 600,000 times. You could even see it from space. The satellites were able to pick up images of it. So it was, he really went all out in terms of the size, but all it said was Sue's name and there was an X at the end of it. Um, he told BBC, quote, I'm not quite as grumpy and old as perhaps I make out occasionally. That's why I did it. That was him showing yeah. his whimsy. Yeah, that was. Yeah. So that's his like big grand gesture. And I think we've all and now she's all mad because he mowed down like a third of the crop. And well, now that yeah. was that was my thought. So they tried to get his wife uh, on the phone. She was not having it. George said that his dad has been, quote, in the doghouse after, quote, not pulling his weight at home. And he said, I don't know if what he's done is sufficient appeasement for mom, but it's caused a stir on social media. All she wanted was yeah. him to do the dishes, you know, like we yeah. just help out around the house and he's out there mowing right. down the crops instead of just doing what she asked. And who would think that gesture is yeah, cool? Who would be like, oh, everything school now uh, uh you waste an entire day carving my name into a cornfield like that does nothing for me <laughs> thank you that's an excellent point yeah. it's a really you know, good picture you know of how these didn't fights get done tend to while go, you're though. out there in the crops is you know nobody dusted yeah and nobody yeah vacuumed. it's like this oh thanks a, a big yeah. present that i would have never wanted nor asked for this so is a great so idea. big they can see it from space that's <laughs> from amazing space. all right andy spelled her name wrong what do you have eddie no that's not true well, I've got a pretty great size, but uh, for it, Chandler, I'll need my music. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. By chance, do you recognize this song? Debbie Gibson. Uh, no, pretty close. It's from a very famous movie about dancing. Do you know what it is? I do. No. Go ahead, Jesse. It's Footloose. <laughs> from Footloose, New Yorkers can now legally dance again. What? Since 1920-something, I don't have the date right in front of me, but, you know, numbers have never been my thing. There has been a law on the books prohibiting public dancing in spaces unless you have what is considered a cabaret license. 
The what? law dates back to prohibition and was actually used to, uh, it was for terrible means. There was a guy that did a documentary about it, it but yes, thank God, you got to get rid of the music. I'm too into it. <laughs> it's very distracting. I'm not going to lie. So it's, it was actually understood that this cabaret law was implemented in order to keep white people and black people from intermingling and dancing together. Why didn't you just play the song Footloose, by the way? I told him to play this song. I like it, okay, I like okay, it better. better. He okay. would have probably played Footloose, but I just yeah, like this song. Footloose. Because okay. this is, let's hear it for the boys. This is the scene where Kevin Bacon is teaching the, I've never seen it. the farmer. Hey, you've never seen it? Why would I see it? Because it's a good movie and you're alive? I don't know. I would say oh, it's funny. a movie. It's a movie. That's for sure. <laughs> I love it. I think it's like great. Like in what social scenario is the person going, hey, we should watch Footloose. You know what I mean? Like I've never been in a situation. Where I, I mean, I I mean, I wasn't the age, the correct age when it came out. And then like yeah. there's no point oh, later where oh, it's right. like. I always forget 80s to mid 90s are a zero sum for you. Like you, you didn't really come into it until after you left the house. Yeah, that's true. So this would have all been way you would have had no reason. Huh. Well, anyhow, there's a scene in Footloose where Kevin Bacon, who is the main character, teaches some other country guy. Isn't there how something to dance. where she like dumps a bucket of water on her on a chair? Uh, no, that is uh, flash dance. Oh, that's flash yeah. dance. Ooh, yeah. can we play the flash dance? What if uh, can we play the flash dance theme song at the end of this? I'll I'll tell you when it's time, Cameron. You find it or okay. Chandler. What's the difference? I think I think you're conflating both the horror film as Tyler referenced Carrie, Footloose, Dirty Dancing, and what was the other one? No, Footloose. I, I haven't mixed I, them up. I think I, again, I never saw any no. of the movies you just said. What a feeling. Oh, from Flashdance. What a good song. I never saw Dirty Dancing either. That was very forbidden. I need to tell you something. What? And we're going to get a lot of heat from this. Okay. Not that great a movie. Really? Yeah, I did not like it. And I, I don't think we're going to get a lot. We're not going to get a lot of heat. No. <laughs> That's a hot take. Sizzling <laughs> right. Nobody here takes it. Nobody puts baby in the Maybe this is the lack of a female cast member, the temporary lack of a female cast member. Maybe the, the female perspective is that it was a great movie. And it's just so uh, here's a bunch of guys talking about dirty I, dancing. I could see how that's true, but Footloose is a rad movie. And like objectively, really? I think everybody likes Footloose. Everybody. I like Footloose. I mean, I'm a fan. All, all white people like Footloose. There you go. Is there or is there not an extended montage where the rebellious Kevin Bacon just can't take the conservative oppression in his small town that he runs to the abandoned warehouse to do an intricate dance choreography all by himself, Eddie? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Okay, that is definitely an all white people like this movie. <laughs> kind of all, movie. all of them basically do. Yeah. And I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he's got like a, a midriff cut off t-shirt at the time and it's a lot of it's very gymnastic dancing and but that is that for him is the ultimate expression of rebellion is dancing in the old abandoned warehouse yeah but what if you weren't allowed to dance Right? I mean, if they told you, you you can't dance, <laughs> All right. how can you even live? That's, right. like, that's like I telling cannot. Jesse he can't do complicated math. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. darn. Oh, Man, really, I really, really got me there, old John Lithgow. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, in your context, <laughs> John Lithgow is in the movie. He was the dad. Oh, in the movie. I, I liked it better when not knowing that. Yeah, I you just thought it was a super strange works either, character actor. Eddie, see, that's a joke that works either way. Not like a rock and a whatever hard metaphor. Spot. <laughs> I need to, we need to pause this rock and a hard spot conversation until propaganda is back on because okay. I love him, but we have a, we have a problem. 
Um, but listen, so this law was actually a pretty racist law to keep people, uh, to keep white people and black people from intermingling and dancing together in Harlem jazz bars. Oh. So it had these. Whoa, so it wasn't like public dancing. This was in establishments as well. Yes, this was. You do not dance unless you well, have. How were any like dance clubs open? They had to get what was called a cabaret license, and it was a really hard license to get. And. A lot of people never got the license because uh, the law was only sporadically enforced, and it was pretty much enforced even as recently as in the Giuliani era to basically uh, to for like under race, extreme racial bias. There was no a whole documentary way. done on this ridiculous rule, mm. but this is like one of those laws that's in the books. Like you always see those like tweets about like old silly laws that existed that nobody yeah, can yeah horses can't eat cereals on wednesday all that or kind of stuff like, but this yeah, was sort yeah. of like one of those laws that every once in a while would get brought back up in order to basically be a, uh, i literally just googled it there is a website called dumblaws.com yes dumblaws.com and they yeah. literally just list out state by state the dumbest laws in those states. Right. Well, by a vote of like 49 to one or something like that, the city commission overturned it. And now it is okay to dance anywhere you want at any time in New York, including on the street. You can tap your feet. You can nod your head. You can even dance to the flash dance song. Let's hear it. Just give it till the, just give it through the first 16 measures until it really breaks in. Get ready. Now, this is, that this was, is that the, was the point where the water drops. This is the water that, one, right, right at that moment. Oh, yeah. how do you know that? Because I'm watching the video. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. <laughs> we watch the movie every night. <laughs> Cameron, have you found any dumb laws you'd like to share oh, with man. us? But, but, but do not stop this song. Too many. No, literally. In, I mean, in, in, in Florida, doors of all public buildings must open outward. Like, who put that law in the books? Weird. You know, or. And then uh, women may be fined for falling asleep under a hairdryer, as can the salon owner. Why would I get fined for? I feel like, look, again, you guys know my hey. libertarian leanings. <laughs> if I want to fall asleep under any any head equipment, that's well within my. I'm an American. Oh, so, this is in North Korea. I can fall asleep under a hairdryer if I want to. Okay, just it's a warm sensation and it's very relaxing. Hey, did you know it's illegal also in Florida to sing in a public place while attired in a swimsuit? Did you know that in Florida, the penalty for horse theft is death by hanging? <laughs> oh, my God. Still. <laughs> Still. And, yeah. and then what are you going to do right. with the horse? Also, it is illegal <laughs> yeah, to skateboard. Yeah, for the person of the horse. It is, it is illegal to skateboard without a license. That's what it says. <laughs> really? How is that even enforceable? What kind of a license would you? Yeah, where do you get this? Where do you get the skateboarding license? In Mississippi, it is illegal to teach others what polygamy is. Just having the knowledge of polygamy is against the law. Like, it's not a law against polygamy. It's a, it's a law against actually defining the word. In New York, the penalty for jumping off a building is death. The death penalty. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's what it says. Mississippi cattle rustling. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Like at what point is the cattle rustled uh, is punishable by hanging. That's why I don't go near cows because I don't want to be in violation of that. There's an actual law that in New York. Uh, slippers are not to be worn after 10 p.m. Now that one makes sense. <laughs> right. You need to be in bed Jack by Donaghy then. Jack right. put that in the books. Well, and who wears slippers? Uh, in New York, actual law, a fine of $25 can be levied for flirting. That probably was put mm. in place because construction workers and stuff. I don't yeah. know. No, that actually, yeah, that seems good. Yeah. 25 seems a little low, though. A little, a little light, yeah. Uh, in Idaho, you may not fish on a camel's back. 
<laughs> you know, uh, you know that was because of one incident. One guy, <laughs> something bad happened while I was fishing on a camel's back, and they're like, "Listen, we got this. Can never happen again. This has to be explicitly clear in the law." Also, in in Idaho, riding a merry-go-round on Sundays is considered a crime. In Ohio, it is illegal to get a fish drunk. Which, I mean, how do you know how you would go about? I didn't. I don't know how you go about doing that. If they're going to keep reading this, can I give you more songs to fade in and out? Last one. And last last one in Arkansas. It's strictly prohibited to pronounce Arkansas incorrectly. There is a law that says it. You know, like Arkansas. So there you go. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Katie Davis Majors joins us. Listening to Borns with the little line through it. <laughs> Bjorns. I don't know. The song is Sweet Dreams. Well, this week's feature interview is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? What if hiring could be easier, more streamlined, and less time consuming? So even when you're busy, you could still be smart about the way you hire. Uh, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, relevant podcast listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Katie Davis Majors is a missionary, activist, and author whose latest book, Daring to Hope, recently became a New York Times bestseller. Oh, I've heard of this. While still in her 20s, Katie moved to Uganda, where she would go on to adopt 14 children and start the organization Amazema Ministries that cares for vulnerable children and families in the country. Imagine that. In your 20s, yeah. Katie adopts 14, 14 children. She's incredible. She's it's- incredible. She's now married. Um yeah, big family. That's got to be a funny day. Like, hey, there's probably something you need to know about me. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we go much further. I went to a Christian university. I, they said some weird stuff to me. I have I, kids. Yeah. I have 14. I think it'd be fun to have a tail. I <laughs> often wonder I often wonder about life with magnetic fingers. And I got 14 kids. So yeah, 14. what's up with you? What's your, what's your take on the tail? And you're going to have to move to Uganda. So anyway. Yeah. We recently spoke with Katie about the book and how everyday people can change the world. Here is Katie Davis Majors. If you don't mind uh, uh, reflecting a little bit, uh, which I'm sure you've been thinking about this a lot lately, uh, expectations to reality from what you thought it might be like 10 years ago to 10 years later, looking back on all that's happened, uh, what are the biggest changes or the biggest differences between what you thought it'd be like and what it's actually been like? Sure. Um, 
I mean, I think honestly, when I first moved here, I didn't think that I would still be here in 10 years. Well, sure. <laughs> really surprised when I moved over here on a one year commitment to know that 10 years later I would be here with um, a huge family and a husband and a, a growing ministry. None of that was really ever in my, in my plan, I guess. Um, when I moved here, I had intended to stay here for a year to teach kindergarten. And so a lot, a lot, a lot has changed in 10 years in that first year that I was here was really when I noticed um, just the need for more family support. A lot of kids here are unnecessarily institutionalized uh, due to just like lack of finances from their parents or guardians. And so I was working in an orphanage and seeing a lot of kids being taken into the orphanage that really had parents and relatives who cared about them a lot, but just didn't have the financial means to provide for them. So after a lot of thought and prayer, that's how Mazima was born, just out of a desire to come alongside families and support them with their financial needs. Um, one of the biggest financial needs here is definitely paying for school because school isn't free. So that's a big one that we help with as well as some medical care and some nutritional support when needed. But I, I mean, even then, 10 years ago, I first started helping with two little girls and then four and then maybe 10 children. So I never thought we'd be where we are now. We have uh, over 600 children in our sponsorship program. And then just last year, we opened a secondary school that has 70 students this year and that'll grow by 70 students every year until it's at capacity with about 500. And even to say that, I kind of feel like, whoa, I'll be 10 years down the road where I am today and thinking the exact same thing. Um, and then as far as expectations, you know, it's funny, it sounds kind of silly and maybe a bit naive to say it, but I do really think I moved here with, um, a, a bit of a mentality of, of I'm going to help people, you know, and I'm going to change things. And I think the longer and longer I've lived here and maybe just the older I've gotten, you know, it's like the more, you know, the more, you know, that you don't know, um, I think just, you know, the more the Lord has grown me, the more I see how truly I have to lean into him for the answers and that there's, you know, there's, there's nothing about this that is me changing anybody's life or me saving anything, but more that, you know, God has been gracious to grow me, um, to allow me to make mistakes and also to refine me through those mistakes. There's a, uh, there's what you're doing is, is obviously uh, unusual. It's not something that everybody is going to be called to or, or is practically going to be able to do. But based just on your experience, for people who are considering going overseas, even for just a season, even if it's not for 10 years, what are just some practical things that you've learned in your time that you feel like would be helpful? Things you wish you had known when you started out? That's a great question. I, I think I would just say commit to be a learner. You know, I, I think so often we feel like we need to put ourselves in the position of teacher or leader or helper um, and just commit to be a learner. I, I wish I had asked so many more questions. I, I just think there's so, so much we can learn from the people that we think we are coming to serve. And especially if you're moving or going to spend time in a different culture, there's there's so much to be learned. So that would be my number one tip is just commit to be a learner, learn the language, learn the culture, you know, always assume that you do not know and always ask 
the local people or the people you're serving to tell you. And I was very blessed when I first moved here to live with the Ugandan family and they were quick to tell me all the things that I was doing wrong. Um, but, but I'm really thankful for that experience because I feel like it has, it's given me a knowledge of the culture that I wouldn't have had otherwise if I didn't have to kind of submit myself to this family that I was living with and live their lifestyle. Um, I also think, you know, it's, it's similar, but just go with open hands. You never know where the Lord might lead you or what he might show you. And it might be quite a bit different than what you thought. What was it about the idea for Daring to Hope that made you feel like, yes, this is the book that I want to write. This is the message that I, that I want to put into the next book. I've been journaling. I mean, I always, I always write. I just have been writing for myself and not, not for anybody else. And I feel like God just kind of slowly was speaking this big message of hope to me and um, teaching me about who he was, you know, when no one else was looking and who he was when there were no accolades or no applause and nobody was saying, oh, you're so amazing. I, I wish I wish I could do what you were doing. I feel like God was speaking to me that he still saw our family and he still saw us serving him and um that grew my trust in him so much and um you know I, I did we went through a pretty dark season where several good friends of ours died and I did really wrestle with God and who he was and his goodness that I had kind of always just blindly believed in and I felt like I needed to figure out if that was true for me so just a year and a half maybe a little over that year and a half ago I felt like God really kind of just impressed upon me like hey this message that that I've been teaching you all these years you know six years this this isn't just for you and it's it's time to share it That was Katie Davis Majors. Stay tuned. Up next, the band Joseph joins us. One time for the Lord. One time for the cause. One round of applause. One time for Fraser T. Smith from the courts. I think we got one. I stay prayed up, then I get the job done. Yeah, I'm Abigail's youth, but I'm God's son. But I'm up now, look at what God's done. No, I'm real tall, look at what God did. On the main stage, running around topless. I phone flips, then I tell him that we got this. This is God's plan, they can never stop this. Like, wait right there, could you stop my verse? You saved this kid and I'm not your first. It's not by blood and it's not by birth. But oh my God, what a God I serve. You're listening to Stormzy featuring Neck. Okay, listen. It's the song is uh, Blinded by Your Grace Part 2. This song, when you hear the whole thing, it's crazy. Stormzy is, you know, the top dude in the grime scene, the British rap scene, basically, the grime scene. And uh, Part 1 of Blinded by Your Grace is good, but Part 2, he got the gospel choir and Man, that, that song, it's crazy. Go check it out. The band Joseph consists of three sisters from Portland, known for their infectious indie pop and stirring vocal harmonies. We recently spoke with Megan Klosner about how she convinced her sisters to leave their jobs and start the band, uh, the importance of family, and the inspiration for their spiritually infused music. A lot of relevant uh, listeners are fans of Joseph and they yeah. are featured in the new issue of Relevant. Here's another part of the interview we have with them. With the band, comma, the Joseph. Band, yeah, yeah. It's the, the band is called 
Joseph. Right. It's not the band. But Perry. their social media is the band Joseph. Yeah. Well, well, when you Google Joseph, it's I do it's, feel like I'm technic- competition. A lot they of Technicolor Dreamcoats are going to pop up in your search results. <laughs> so just Google the band Joseph, and you're good. Yeah. I might be the only person that's having a hiccup with this. So I think we can move forward. All right. Without any further ado, here is the band Joseph. Just Joseph. <laughs> You started out as uh, just doing some some solo uh, singer songwriter works, and then you invited your sisters to to join you and start a band. What was uh, what was their reaction when you asked them? Was there a li- any of like you're out of your mind? I can't just drop what I'm doing and start touring and going on the road. Or was, were they pretty much on board from the get go? I really don't think that they knew what they were getting into, honestly. And they would say that if you asked them, um, it was. At the time, I was just kind of singing in living rooms and coffee shops and Johnny Carino's Italian restaurants with sports playing above my head. So it was like, you know, that was the extent of what it looked like, what I'd experienced for touring. And we didn't grow up with, like going to shows really or understanding the world of live music. So when I, you know, volleyed the idea to them, I don't think... I mean, I had an inkling, but I don't think even I knew any anything like what we are doing now, you know? It really, um, me and Allie had no idea. So it was like, I just kind of, you know, said, what do you think? And is it sure we'll sing, we'll sing backup for you, for your stuff. And then it was like the first or second time we were seen together. I had this moment where I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is going to be a different thing. And over time kind of had to take them to shows and slowly kind of reveal what this looks like. Don't know what to say, don't know what to do, slid a hundred ways when I'd really like to follow you. Creatures gonna run, people gonna move, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. Do you feel like now that you're, uh, you guys are so busy, you're, you're, you're touring a lot and, and obviously you've got a lot, uh, writing on your, on your albums and your releases now, is it different or more challenging to write to write now than it was, uh, back when you were just writing song, you know, they were, these songs were just for you and you didn't know if anybody would ever hear them. I mean, I think that it really challenges a solid inner compass, you know, it really because you do have so many more voices giving opinions and you have so many different cooks in a kitchen and you also have this broader range of people that you want to please, honestly. Sure. And it's, um, it's easy to, I think we experienced it more and kind of like went through it more with the last album where we realized Okay, so the audience that we've gathered here, they really like these hopeful, anthemic, triumph songs, 
you know, and we've gotten a lot of feedback about that. So we should probably write more of those. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how starting with that in mind only produces, you know, falsity. You know, it's just sure, like it's sure. not. It only it only it's a you're trying it on. It's not it's not real. And it was a process of realizing like, oh, okay, okay, so actually instead of trying to create something and then live into it we just have to like be still and quiet and listen to what's already inside and the actual thing we're going through and feeling and then write about that and that was when like you know vegan had a moment and wrote the what ended up becoming like the title track of the album which she was just literally writing in her journal and saying she was trying to write songs she was like I can't say a true thing it's hard to be that honest yeah there's always these two thoughts in my head that come one right after the other I'm alone no you're not and I was like oh there's this song you know don't cover our child. said and done uh like at the end of the day what do you what would you hope if you got to pick uh what would you hope that joseph's legacy is what do you hope it's remembered for um we talk about that a lot just kind of what what we're trying to give people uh, at shows and through the music and honestly we just want people to feel like they're not the only one who feels a certain way you know that sense of Hmm too that happens you know yeah and hopefully the shows are like a chance to you know take a moment with yourself and hopefully the song launcher and the listener like an experience in a meeting with themselves that they can kind of think through and be honest about things that they're feeling That was Joseph. Stay tuned. Up next, now are the feedback. Now are they a bander? <laughs> no, it's just wait. A, did uh, we just have a guy on named Joseph? I don't. <laughs> oh, do you have an interview with a guy, Joseph? Joseph? Is there a Joseph? I don't know. It was a slow week. We, we, he's an interesting. He's a nice guy. He has some good thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I ran into this guy, Joseph, and uh, he's got some thoughts about magnetic fingers. Oh, man. He, runs, he, he runs the Deterno, uh social media accounts. The guy's yes. the best. Yeah. He's so funny. Joseph's great. I've never, I've never really thought about a tail before. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 45 minutes later. He still doesn't know whether he think it'd be fun. connection between hairiness and holiness? Absolutely. From John the Baptist to St. Francis to Charles Spurgeon, godly men have been growing beards since the beginning of time. In Bearded Gospel Men, authors Jared Brock and Aaron Alford bring you a book that may change your life and make it a whole lot hairier. Visit beardedgospelmen.com to discover the hairy path of holiness as you learn about a new bearded hero of the faith each day for 31 days. 
That's beardedgospelmen.com. Listening to Bishop Briggs. The song is Dream. That's my high school nickname. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week on the show, we, I don't know why why we got talking about this, but we asked you what's the funniest or weirdest thing that's happened to you on a flight. Remember, we are recording this mm-hmm. uh, episode very early in the week. So, yeah, so one if, of you, if you, if you, if you posted throughout the week, um, sorry, we haven't seen it by the time we recorded. Sure, it's great. Yeah, but sorry. Well, people can go uh, at Relevant Podcast, or they could look on the podcast episode page from last week and uh, and see all the replies. But here's a few that caught our eye. Uh, Brooke O, her response was simply an image she found, <laughs> an image she evidently took and posted on Twitter from an airport. So I guess that counts as feedback. That says, I found Jesse's Carey doppelganger in the Boston airport. And I'm sorry, Brooke, this guy looks nothing like me. I, I'm, I'm a little insulted and uh, I'm going to block you. I've never blocked anyone. I feel you, man. I, I get this a few times a year where somebody will be like, they'll tag me. And they'll be like, hey, my friends told me I look like that guy from Relevant. And they'll post a picture of themselves. And I'm like, man, that's just insulting. But yeah. Well, mm-hmm. It just happened maybe, last may, night. I, it could be I'm not self-aware. It could be uh, I'm prideful. <laughs> it could be I'm blocking Brooke O and reporting her to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Guess which one is happening. I'm going to ask. I got a new buddy over here, Joseph, who's been hanging out for the pod. Uh, <laughs> thinking about different tail scenarios. I'll ask him <laughs> <laughs> he said he said the resemblance is uncanny so i've asked him to leave so we won't be hearing we won't be hearing from joseph and his opinion about tails anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> this is uh i wasn't aware of this but according to to doug mcgregor relevant favorites johnny swim did one of those live at 35 concerts for southwest like the on-air flight performances no yeah The video they posted of it looked super awkward. Well, yeah, I would imagine. That's like the ultimate worst case scenario of what we were talking about earlier with Bon Iver, but you're on a flight to boot and it's, we like Johnny Swim. I'm a a fan of Johnny Swim, but I do not want to hear Johnny Swim on the Southwest flight. I'm sorry, guys. No one does. No one does. Yeah, we Uh, got talking about that last week. It's, It's just awful. I won't get into Matt's entire feedback, but I will say that he was flying back from Israel. He was doing some work over there. Yeah. And he got interrogated pretty intensely yeah. about his feelings about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Yeah. And it, I have too. Really? Why I got they? detained. What are they doing? I mean, you know, when you go into the Tel Aviv airport, they scan your luggage in front of you. And then yeah. like they go through all your bags, the stuff you're checking. And if there's stuff in there they don't like, they'll pull you aside. Like what would there be in there? The I fir- mean, he had like film equipment or something. The first, the first time I went over there, everybody else in my group went to their flights, you know, and I was detained and they didn't know that. And so I was put in a, it was about the size of a phone booth. And it was just, they took everything. They took my phone, my laptop. They took my apparel that I was wearing. Wow. And I was left there in my underwear alone. And they didn't tell me what I had done. Was it cold? uh, It was, yeah. I mean, you're, and you're like in a foreign country, you have no rights and you're detained. And they left me alone for 15 minutes. Asked me, came in, asked me a million questions. 
and then eventually just returned everything and I was on my way. It was bizarre. Wow. I mean, it, it, they do that to just scare you, you know, remind you that you don't have any rights here. It worked. I was scared. Yeah. yeah. It, it, was, part it, of it was not good. Jeez Louise. Yeah. yeah. So I feel you, Joseph, yeah. or whatever that, whoever that was. Speaking of Joseph, he's trying to get back in. No one cares what you think about <laughs> tails, Joseph. Go away. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> he had his chance. He had his chance, but he blew it. He blew it. He knew He knew that picture looked nothing like me. Bethany had a story that was sort of like that episode. Of, Please read every word of it. I love this one so yeah, much. I, this is wild. See, I didn't think it was that wild. She met someone. Okay, Eddie, you explain it, and I'll tell you why I don't think no, it's wild. No, 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 no. I just want you to read the end of it. I did. I read the end of it, and that's what I want to get to. But I first want to, like, she was on a plane and with uh, next to someone. And Eddie, if I'm butchering something that you or Tyler that you guys think is wild, please help me out. But she was on a plane with someone, and the next flight, she got to know the person. The next flight, she ended up being on that same plane. And the next flight, that person was next to her friend on a plane. I don't think that's wild because I've done, I've had that before where I'm on an international trip and like the person books a ticket at the same time and you're flying by the same people, but they became friends and uh, they, they connected on Facebook. And the last line is, unfortunately our friend died of natural causes of you. I don't know why I'm laughing. That is exactly why I didn't want to read that because it was, because it was such a left turn. All of a sudden I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it was really basically says that the, the friend is a Christian and she knows we'll see you over again one day. But it, the, a lot of the slice reminded me of that episode of the office where Will Ferrell and Steve Carell first meet and they're both waiting at the bar and they're waiting for each other. Like, it's like yeah. not a coincidence because obviously... And then, and then I'm not... You know, I'm, I'm maybe I'm just a little... Uh, oh, you are too late, Bethany. Oh, you are way Bethany, too late, but, Jesse. Uh, I, I, you know, I think that it's cool, I guess. I'm sorry okay. for your loss, but I'm, I... I'm so sorry to our friend that yeah. wrote that in at Jesse's yeah. comments. That was a pretty okay. insensitive way to handle that, Jesse. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna tweet at you with a bunch of the arrow down signs. Yeah, Jesse's stock oh, down. Eddie's... Eddie's Plummeting, plummeting Ooh. down to yeah. Chandler stock up. Chandler stock. Yeah, up. Chandler's had a nice Time week. To invest. Yeah. Time yeah. to invest. Some, if you're picking some, futures, yeah, I'd, I'd bet on Chandler. I'd right bet now. on Chandler too. Someone yeah. tweeted me a picture of a Mexican restaurant called Guapos. I appreciate that. So okay, there you go. We'll All right. That. Well, that'll do it for last week's feedback, yeah, or at least at least one day's of last week's feedback. Yeah. Um, you can chime in on the site. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, so earlier in the in the podcast, we got to know our new managing editor, Andre Henry, with some hard-hitting questions, and we <laughs> thought for this week's question of the week, we would pose some to you. And uh, for this week's question of the week, I'm going to toss it over to Jesse the Guapo Carey. <laughs> Jesse Carey, everybody. <laughs> You're going to answer two questions for us this week, two, and I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to read them as they appear in my app <laughs> that I'm going to use to interview people on this podcast. Yeah. There's a great test run. Can I add a third question of the week since we're just going off the rails and asking a bunch of questions? Is this segment a good idea or a terrible one? Oh, because I'll I thought it was right going to be hilarious. Now I'm very much second-guessing myself. So, 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 the, so the segment idea is that we get thought leaders, like, not exaggerating, like N.T. Wright and <laughs> yes. others on the show. Yes. But rather than doing the same old, same old conversations with these people, we've these. read their books, whatever. Jesse had the idea that we ask random <laughs> app-generated questions to these thought leaders. It is as <laughs> bad an idea as I have hey, ever you heard. You should from see wow. the email. I've actually wow. pitched this to a couple wow. of people who want to come on and do it by my cancel their appearance. Oh, I'm sure. 
should email. read my pitch email. You should see. Uh, can I? Re- should I read my pitch email? Real yeah, quick? I'd, love, I'd love to hear it real quick. Derek, okay. you're right. Well, Jesse Carey from the right, sports. Dear on. sir or madam, relevant as a sports <laughs> podcast. You probably heard <laughs> it in Chicago Tribune. <laughs> oh man, I'm reading it now. And after we did it with Andre, I think this will go terribly. Um, uh, the guest appearance will be for a new segment where thinkers, leaders, and influences come on, and we ask them icebreaker-style questions. They will mostly be funny would-you-rather type of questions, as well as some, some somewhat serious ones, and give our audience a new perspective on some of their favorite writers, influences, and artists. Oh, my We can also goodness. chat about blank, your new uh, project. Oh, no. They come on, and I say, what do you think about Tales? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, technically, the email is accurate, which is why I've had a couple of people agree to come on, which I will be promptly canceling. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So for this week's quest of the week, take it away, Jesse, the guapo carry. OK, these are the two that we've been debating the whole podcast right. and I, I open it up. OK, what would it be like to have magnetic fingertips? <laughs> <laughs> the wording is important. It has to be word for word from the yeah, app. Right, right. So that's open ended. <laughs> right, what would it be like? Because of generically what bad would it be like? <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people, you can answer. I mean, theoretically, you could answer one word if you wanted to, or you could get deep into this thing. Yeah. And. And, and it's a this twofer. Is, this is the first time in, in uh, 12 years that we've ever had two editorial questions of the week. They and seem, the other, yeah, the other one is a yes or no, but I'm hoping people get more into their answer. <laughs> well, we want to know the why. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it would be fun to have a tail? <laughs> I'm just, this is an app that's in the app store. And I was going to play this with thought leaders. That email went out and there are agreements made. There's a line queuing something. up at the door of thought leaders who want to play your silly game. You think I'm joking. You think I'm joking. No, I don't. I'm going to have to cancel these. No, NT writes <laughs> like... Say, hey, that, no, that's up to the audience. If the audience says they want to hear it, we're going to give the people what they want. Yeah, this, what, other, what other podcasts are going to get that? This sounds like when when like actors have to do like press junkets and yeah. they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, sure, as long as you manage the movie, sure, I'll, I'll play ping pong with you. All right. Well, if you want to answer those two questions and then also tell us if you think Jesse should move forward with this segment, uh, hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcasts, or you can post your replies, your longer replies on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. And, and tell me who you want to appear on that segment because there's a good chance to already reach out to them. <laughs> we'll get them. All right. On that note, uh, many thanks to uh, this week's sponsors for making the episode possible. Remember, HelloFresh, you can get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash relevant and entering offer code relevant30. Also, thanks to ZipRecruiter. You can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant to post jobs for free. Go do that. Have you hired? You've gotten a lot. Of, you've uh, yeah. Well, we posted an accounting job and a sales job. And we got a lot of qualified candidates. That's amazing. Yeah, and also thanks to our guests for joining us this week. Katie Davis Majors' book is "Daring to Hope" and it's out now. You can follow her on Twitter at Katie in Uganda. That's a good uh, Twitter handle. That's a great her. one. Yeah. yeah, very specific. Uh, also, thanks to Joseph for joining us. Their EP "Stay Awake" is out now, and you can follow them on Twitter at the band Joseph. They should have had the band comment. Joseph. 
<laughs> There's no commas in Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they have to spell but they it out. Spelled obviously. It out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, hey, right now the new issue of Relevant just came out last week. We told you about it. Um, uh, Anthony Anderson from Blackish is on the cover. There's a lot of great content in the issue. Uh, go check it out at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, you can view the whole issue there. You can also get it on newsstands nationwide, particularly Barnes and Nobles carry us pretty deeply. Um, and if you like what you see, get the magazine. You can subscribe at relevantmagazine.com. There's a special deal going on now. I think you'll like it. Um, and it also makes a good uh, Christmas gift if you're thinking about yeah, that's that. That's a good idea. Think about that. Yeah. The gift that keeps yeah. on giving all year long. You get credit all year long. That's, that is what's really it's fun. It's a pretty good deal. You get the, the credit. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie. I'm Chandler Strang. The the man, Eddie. Yeah, I'm Eddie in Orlando. I guess would be my Twitter name, right? <laughs> Eddie in Orlando, right. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, the man, Chandler. <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. <laughs> I'm Tyler Huckabee. All right, we'll see you next week. Nice show today, Chandler. Good, good job. job. Good job, Chandler. <laughs> hey, Tyler, do you like once a month? That's why that's how I wanted to end the show, is by affirming you. Oh, Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Ha 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 ha